Welcome to the Drink In, Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am back again. This is Saf. And what? That intro was wrong. No, we was... changed it. Oh, I'm not up to date at all, <laughs> y'all. Uh, <laughs> we're going with it. I'm not starting over. <laughs> I'm here with my wife again, Sa- uh, Sarah and Saf. We're back again to talk about Buffy. Woo! Season two. Season two. 22 episodes. All 22 episodes. When? It started September 15th, 1997, to May 19th, 1998. And here's a little summary. After her death at the hands of the Master and a summer vacation spent with her father, Buffy returns to Sunnydale in a strangely withdrawn and snappy mood. She is also determined to break off her relationship with Angel and seems a little too eager to renew her Slayer training. But getting Angel out of her blood proves to be harder than she thought. And as the two draw even closer together, their passion erupts into a danger neither of them could have foreseen, affecting not only the vampire and slayer, but all of Buffy's friends and family and even her watcher. You make bad choices as a team. <laughs> we'll get to what that means here momentarily as we... And dating a much older guy is probably not the smartest yeah, thing you could ever do 216 years older than her or something like that could be her great 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 grandpa and she's only 16 yeah it's kind of gross when you think about it super gross <laughs> bad choices of teens it happens <laughs> she likes them old really granted old. he does not look 200 years old he might be a vampire in real life because he looks exactly the same he looks slight see it's kind of like this new thing in Hollywood. Nobody's aging. <laughs> They're just leveling up. They look better. Yeah, not as they get older, older. Just better. And I don't get it. I think it's surgery, usually. Surgery. Or something they eat or rub on themselves. They can afford Who knows? better things. Maybe they're killing children and bathing <laughs> in their blood for the youth. Hopefully. That, that is uh, the fountain of youth. There's a little dog staring at us. <laughs> Why is he up there? <laughs> I think you're ready for bed. Uh huh. All right. Well, as we go through these episodes, I am drinking a Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Brewing in, I think it's Oregon. Let me use my spectacles. Yes, Newport, Oregon, and it's very fitting because Angel is dead. He's a rogue dead guy. Yeah. If it, it'd only be better if it was brooding dead guy. Dude, he's <laughs> super brooding. So brooding. And just in case, guys. Do not drink this if you're pregnant. There in case you didn't know that. All right, here, let's get on to episode one. It's titled When She Was Bad, and it aired September 15th, 1997. Buffy suffers a vision in which the master, undead, kills her once again. The anointed one plans to resurrect the slain master in a ritual using his exhumed skeleton and with kidnapped Scooby gang members as blood sacrifices. Buffy rescues her friends, then deals with the residual fear and anger by obliterating the master entirely. Yeah. Um. So the anointed one is super creepy. Is the annoying one? He's, he's like a little seven-year-old boy or ten-year-old boy yeah. or something, and he's got that creepy little kid face. Yeah. He. He's. I wonder what he looks like now. Yeah. I am curious. Cause he definitely was pretty creepy. I uh, I would not want that kid as my child. <laughs> it's like the kid that played the Omen. Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking. Like after that Damien. movie, how would you live with that kid? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But she does like. Doesn't she take a sledgehammer to? His yeah, bones? it's like completely makes some destroys. Dust. It. Yeah, because. But I feel like someone could have. They kind of missed this opportunity. Could have used the bone dust to cause some mayhem. But... Yeah, you would think. They never really get back to that. They no, just... they leave it at that. <laughs> and she's like real freaked out because he did kill her and it kind of scared her. That and Yeah, you know, I feel like when you die and come back, <laughs> you're not the same ever. Even, Even if you in are real a... life. <laughs> Even if you're a slayer on TV. Yeah. And plus the master, he was just, oh, his face 
So creepy. Ugh. I think in the flashback, they didn't have the same actor as the first season, so they used David Boreanaz in makeup. <laughs> That's what I read. Did the real master die? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. But old. I need to go back and look because I don't. I remember it looking exactly like he did in the first season. I. I mean, you think about it like the flashbacks. It's there's like, usually just flashes. Yeah, you so. don't really get a good look at him. So I mean, they could have. I think it was kind of blurry too. Yeah. But see a season two. Fuck. <laughs> This is season two. Yeah, I know. Season two, episode two. I meant to say episode two. Some assembly required. September 22nd, 1997. Bodies of girls killed in traffic accidents are being dug up from their graves. The culprits are two science students, Chris and Eric, using pieces of the girls to create a bride for Chris' monstrous brother, Daryl. The only thing the young monsters need now is Cordy's head. Can the Scooby gang members arrive in time to save her? Yes. Well, of course, yeah, because um, if you don't know, spoiler alert, she kind of makes it till like, the end of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna leave it at that cliffhanger. Um, Daryl was a football player that died in some kind of accident or car something? Accident. Was it a car accident? Yeah. I can remember pretty... a football accident or a car accident. I thought it was a car accident. He fell off a cliff or something. There's multiple occasions in the show where people, like, bring their family members alive. Yeah. But I don't remember much about this. I remember the guy, Daryl, and that's about it he's, in this episode. He's supposed to be a high school kid, but he looks like he's, he's 35. huge. <laughs> I just remember being real big, and I'm like, yeah, that's a kid? Doubt that. Yeah. Like, there's, I think this is the episode where there's, like, a lab on campus that we've never seen before and nobody's ever used. Yeah, and, then, and they never bring it back. Well, at, Do they? No, because they burn it down. Oh. It catches on fire because they're trying to take Cordy's head in that, like, it's like during a football game, and, it, oh, and the lab's, like, right behind it. Cheer, cheerleader, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. they kidnap her and try to take her head, and then... Somehow the thing catches on fire. I don't remember why. Not a very memorable episode. Yeah, it's one of those silly, dumb ones. That th- Not very important, other than reaffirming that Cordy is becoming... More part of the gang. More part of the gang. Yeah. And there are times you like her. And then there's times where you want to... Yeah, you like her more and more as... Like, by the end, t- time season three ends, she's, like, a pretty cool character. Yeah. And then when it comes to Angel, you, like, yeah. fucking love her. She's, like, the best part of that show. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to episode three, School Hard, September 29th, 1997. The night of St. Vigis is fast approaching when the power of all vampires will be at its peak. Spike and Drusilla blast into town and learn that Sunnydale has its very own slayer. Impatient to add a third notch to his tally of slayer kills, Spike attacks Buffy at Sunnydale High on parent-teacher night with disastrous results. So this is the first time we see Spike and Drew. And I love Spike and Drew. (laughs) I love their weird, twisted relationship. Because Drusilla sired Spike. And she's kind of insane. She's been driven insane by Angel, I think. Well... Well, she was kind of crazy before she he... Was, yeah, that's the problem. She was slightly crazy before. And she could see visions of, like, the future and stuff before she even became a vampire. Yeah. And, like, that power seems to be stronger now that she is a vampire. Yeah. And she's just so odd. She is very weird. But you love her. <laughs> but from the first time we see Spike, he re- drives through the Sunnydale, now entering Sunnydale sign in like blast into town yeah he's a very destructive person and he's like the wild child partier like he always wants to have a good time and kill a bunch of people and just kill 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 which you can understand is how he was raised as a vampire (laughs) because drusilla was sired by angel Mm -hmm. well angelus and Angelus was a murdering machine. Yeah. And they they were a foursome that liked to <laughs> Des- kill everything. Destroy towns and villages. Yeah, burning villages and eating everything in sight. 
And I guess we should mention Spike is played by James Marsters. And Drusilla is played by Juliet Landau. He is from Texas, I think, but he plays a British guy on the show. Yeah. And it's like, not until I saw him in an interview, I was like, wait, that's not his real voice? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it until uh, P.S. I Love You. Because mm. he's in that movie. Yeah, oh yeah. And I was like, wait, he's not, okay. <laughs> and it's so weird to see him with dark hair. Yeah, because he's bleach blonde the whole series the entire series it, yeah but i love spike yeah i think this is one of my favorite episodes of the season too because we finally see like the way buffy interacts with her mom because her mom's at this teacher conference and yeah she's like buffy takes charge and her mom's like okay <laughs> yeah and she, joyce finally realizes like oh she can you, handle herself in a way you know she's she's still a kid but there's a certain part of her that is able to take responsibility and she, i mean she's saved how many hundreds of people so yeah. far and it's only season two <laughs> she saved the whole town at the end of the season so. exactly how many hundreds <laughs> i don't know how many and the population of sunday yeah. was that's why i said a it, few d- hundred. it goes down every day <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth <laughs> all right episode four ink and mummy girl after the seal of protection lying in her sarcophagus is broken. A mummified Incan girl in a museum exhibit is revived when she sucks the life force from a Turing student. An unsuspecting Xander falls head over heels for the Latin beauty... Impata. Impata? Latin beauty Impata. And must save Willow when he mistakes... His mistake threatens to cost her her life. And this is the first episode that introduces Oz. Played by Seth Green. Yeah. My favorite character of the series. You know, mine changes all the time. (laughs) It's hard because he's only on two seasons. Yeah. I mean, I do like him a lot. I don't know if he's my favorite. I mean, Angel's probably my favorite. (laughs) Obviously. But... I really like Oz. He just, that straight-faced humor of his. Yeah, he's very dry and sarcastic. So dry. And he just says everything without a smile. <laughs> and then his ever-changing hair colors. Yeah, it changes four or five times throughout the series. I, sometimes it changes from episode to episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I actually really like this episode. This is because a, this isn't a bad episode. Xander always makes bad choices mm-hmm. in girls. He, let's just say this. They always turn out to be murderers or demons or something. Just psychos. They're a bunch of psychos <laughs> half the time. and Or Cordelia. Spoiler alert. <laughs> They're going to end up dating. It's uh, a few episodes from now, I think. Yeah, this is the... Buffy's supposed to have a foreign exchange student stay with her and then... It was supposed to be a boy. Yeah, but... But she, mummy... he got the life sucked out of him <laughs> yeah. by the mummy. So the mummy is like... Takes his place. Yes. This is me, Pata. <laughs> and this is the first time Oz sees Willow is at the the bronze, and she's dressed up like a oh, Eskimo. <laughs> yeah. Was it? It wasn't like a Halloween thing. It, it, was, it a, was a Halloween. Was it a Halloween episode? Like it? Well, it was like a Halloween dance that they were going to at the uh-huh. bronze, and they were all dressed up, and she dressed up as an Eskimo. Yeah, like, like in a parka yeah. and a fishing hook. <laughs> she's like completely hook. covered, and she, he's, he's, uh, what are they called? Dingo's Ate My Baby? Yeah, Dingo's Ate My Baby, their band. And he's performing, and he looks out and sees her, and he's like, who is that girl? Yep. <laughs> and then I think he says that four more times before they actually talk, because uh-huh. like, different episodes. Because, you know, he likes his, his women different. Not normal. Yeah. Not conformist. Um, episode five, Reptile Boy. October 13th, 1997. Upset again at Angel, Buffy lies to Giles and goes to a frat party with Cordelia, where their dates drug them and chain them in the basement. Ugh, rape. (laughs) Super rapey. Always rapey at (laughs) frat parties. The house brothers worship a snake demon and sacrifice girls to it annually in exchange for wealth and power. Giles, Angel, and Willow compare notes and meet up with Xander just in time to help Buffy break up the cabal. So this one is like trying to say something about 
college parties. And... <laughs> or somebody's always getting raped and killed. Yeah. <laughs> They're just bad. College parties are probably just bad. That's a bad... And it's like the powerful get their money from sacrificing virgins to Which is probably monsters. true. Probably true. I'm, yeah. I wouldn't know, but I'm guessing there's some kind of sacrifice. Like, what is it? The crossbones or whatever? The skull, skull, and, skull and bones? And bones. Yeah. yeah. The society of What's the people. movie? The Skulls. Yeah. And it's Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson, that's who I was thinking. Paul Walker. Oh. R.I.P. Speaking of uh, dead guys, I could have drank this for the Fast and the Furious episode. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. No. It's been like two years. I don't know. Yeah, and it has some famous old guys in it. Mm. I feel like there's probably some type of truth to it. Yeah. Because. Because I feel like the Bushes were part of that, and like they're all powerful. All they're always president or something. Yeah, and Paul Walker is always, you know, the pretty boy <laughs> in his movies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, little little insight to American history is probably just ran on a bunch of secret societies that kidnap and kill people. Yeah, and sacrifice them to weird giant snakes. Yeah, or, you know, maybe a bear. I don't know. A bear? Bears are powerful. Terrifying. If a grizzly bear came at me, I'm running. I throw a person to him. <laughs> That's why we need guns in our schools to protect them from grizzly bears. <laughs> yep. That's what Betsy DeVos said. Hey, you know, maybe in Alaska. <laughs> Not a lot of people in Alaska, but there's a lot of bears. Moving on. Uh... Halloween. See, I don't think that was a Halloween party. It was some kind of like... Oh, no, it was like national... International international, party. They were dressed up like different nations. Yeah, I was like, there's not... It was not Halloween. Because I just remember people being different nationalities. Mm -hmm. But, okay. This is the episode I was thinking of with the Halloween. All right. Halloween, October 27th, 1997. Costume shop owner Ethan Rain casts a spell that transforms kids into their... Costume persona. Angel and Cordelia try to help as Willow becomes a ghost, Xander a soldier, and Buffy a brainless, helpless 18th century noblewoman. <laughs> oh, God. I remember this episode. I like this episode. Yeah. Just because Ethan's always a dick. Yeah. He pops up multiple times. Uh, Spike, Spike joins the fun and tries to take advantage of the Slayer's predicament, but Giles... Breaks Ethan's spell at a critical moment, remember, as always. I remember this episode, Buffy's trying to get Willow to dress like a slutty, so she like comes out of her shell or whatever. Yeah. And then she ends up just putting a sheet over her slutty outfit. Yeah. So she turns into a ghost, but loses the sheet, and now she's just all slutty. Slutty? <laughs> she's a slutty ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the whole Xander a soldier thing is a common theme throughout the... Yeah, they keep in- bringing that back up. Yep. Where every time they need some kind of weapon thing, he's like, oh, I kind of remember stuff from when I was a soldier that one day. <laughs> <laughs> that one day. All that training. Yeah. It kind of... They kind of stick with some of these memories that they had and when they were these characters. Ethan's always popping up. He's Giles' old, old friend or something. Yeah. Nemesis. I want to say they, they were, did some they kind were of... They were part of some kind of group. Yeah. Because he comes back when that episode where that, like, thing's getting transferred in between all of their bodies and they keep, like, melting. Oh. And then also when Giles gets turned into that like beast porn thing (laughs) and spike is the only one that knows what he's saying yeah but yeah ethan ethan's always always around and you get to see signs of ripper when giles old persona oh yeah when he was yeah because ethan always calls him ripper he was a he used to be a badass before he became like a librarian yeah you know everybody has to become reserved at some point (laughs) But he'll break out that Ripper side of him every now and then, and it's uh-huh. kind of scary. What about the when was the when's the candy bar episode? Did, um, that ever, did that happen in the first season? That is, I don't remember. 
Because Ethan's behind that tail. I think that's coming up, but I might be wrong. All right, episode seven, Lie to Me, November 3rd, 1997. Out patrolling, Buffy spies Angel with a demonstrative Drusilla, then catches him in a lie later. Billy, Ford, Fordham, Buffy's longtime L.A. school chum, transfers to Sunnydale High. But nobody suspects he is negotiating a deal with Spike and offering the Slayer as a trade goods. Angel discreetly enlists Willow's help. So I think this is the Ford's dying of cancer. Yeah. And so he wants to become a vampire so he can live forever. And in exchange, he's delivering Buffy So that to Spike. Spike will turn him into a vampire. And but you can't trust Spike. No, no, never. But this one is... No, so sleepy. <sighs> but this episode, it kind of brings her old life to Sunnydale mm-hmm. once again and it makes her realize once again that she really can't trust many people and especially cuz Angel's lying cuz he's she sees Angel and Drusilla hanging out in the park and yeah he denies that they know each other even though he saw them like mm-hmm. hugging in the park yep but other than that that's kind of a boring episode i think yeah Angel's got lots of secrets secret secrets lots of them 200 and some odd years of secret. <laughs> Episode 8, The Dark Age, November 10th, 1997. Haunted by his dark past when he was known as Ripper, Giles confronts his old crony, Ethan Rain, in an attempt to save Jenny from lethal consequences of possession this by... Is, oh, this, this, is is the, the uh, this is the demon episode. This is the demon episode. By the demon... I, I don't remember how they yeah. say it. It's in demon language. Ethan, 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 Ethan. With Giles and the Slayer slated as its next victims, demon-ridden Angel forces the Eoth to possess There's him. There's no T in there. I know. Yeah. Eon. I guess. Yeah. That's. To possess him instead, Eon. Egon. I don't know. It's E Y G H O N. Yeah. Uh. Oh, this is the one where Jenny was possessed by a demon. Yeah. Not him. Okay. Remember, I think this is the one where... But it kind of looks like some weird elf. Yeah, she... Igon? Igon? Maybe it's Igon. Igon? Igon? That sounds right. Now that I'm, like, looking at it, I'm like, maybe it's Igon. <laughs> but it kind of lo- makes her look like some weird elf thing. Yeah, she becomes a demon and nearly dies. And then after this, Giles and Jenny break up. Because she, like, can't handle the danger and all that yeah. anymore. Well, why put yourself in that kind of danger? I mean, no relationship's worth that. She's a techno-pagan. She, she knew all about this stuff before they started dating. She's just a gypsy when it comes down to it. Well, we don't know that yet. Right now, she's just a techno-pagan. Yeah. The whole gypsy thing kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. For uh, for like one episode, all of a sudden. Yeah, it really doesn't make any difference. <laughs> other than like her kind of lying about not knowing this kind of shit. Yeah. Anyway, that was a okay episode, whatever. Yeah, it's not the one that... That we I was thinking of. Yeah, not the, not the Gile one where he gets turned into a demon. All episode right. 9, What's My Line? Part 1, November 17th, 1997. To get help killing Buffy while he intensifies his search for Drew's cure. Spike calls upon the Order of Taraka. Buffy is attacked by a series of assassins, including her heir, Kendra, the vampire slayer, who was called when Buffy died at the end of season one and initially mistakes Buffy for a vampire. Kendra, having seen vampire Buffy kissing vampire Angel, has already taken Angel out of the picture. Yes, because Buffy died, another Slayer rose. Rose, yep. And... Whenever one dies, another one comes to take its place. And there's, like, villages and towns all across the Earth that give up their daughters... And for training. For training on hope that when they reach 16... They will become the Slayer. Yeah, but as we all have already found out... To get another Slayer, one has to die. Yep. 
and Buffy died. So now we have two. <laughs> and Kendra is very intense. Yeah, she's more driven. Book learned. She did all that. She's been training for her whole life. Yeah, she's and Bu- been... Buffy just kind of started training. Well, yeah, and you know, Buffy didn't know that she was possibly one of the chosen <laughs> yeah. ones. It was just kind of sprung on her. If you watch the movie, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But I like Kendra because she's a good opposite of yeah, Buffy. Yeah, she is. But they kind of learn from each other, too. Yeah, because Kendra doesn't have any friends. She Her whole entire focus is killing mm-hmm. demons and vampires, where Buffy's like, yeah, I do that, but <laughs> I have to have a social life. Yeah. Like, people start walking in the library talking to Buffy, and she's like, wait, he knows you're a slayer? Do you know the concept of secret identity? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, whatever. Yeah, everybody at the school pretty much knows. Doesn't matter. And Kendra sees Buffy and Angel kissing at the skating rink or something, and then she ends up attacking Angel and locking him in that cage. Oh, yeah. Isn't that when, like, they got attacked by that, like, weird claw yeah. thing on the ice rink? Oh, I liked that demon. I don't know why. Yeah, they sent three demons. The other one's the worm guy, right? Ugh. Ugh. Or the maggot guy or whatever. I think yeah, that's one I of the three. thought so. Ugh. He's gross. <laughs> but this episode ends with Angel locked in that cage and the sun's about to come, come through the window. Yep. And burn him alive what will buffy do what's my line part two we'll find out november 24th 1997 while career week drags on at sunnydale high buffy and kendra form an uneasy alliance to stop spike from sacrificing angels whose blood ritual spilled when the moon is full is drusilla's only cure because angels sired drusilla so the only thing that will kill her is his blood. The Slayers bring Spike's plan to a ho- to host a massive killing spree for Drew's coming out party <laughs> down around his ears. And any episode with Spike, Angel, Drusilla all in it. They're usually good episodes. It's usually a good episode. There's lots of action. Uh, good witty lines. Mm-hmm. I will have to say Spike and Buffy's interactions and their quippiness mm-hmm. with each other is... It, it gets better and better. <laughs> yes, like, it does. The, the more time they spend together. Yep. Uh, uh, this one, they have Angel tied up in a church. I think it's a church. And Angel or Buffy comes in to save the day and the whole church falls down on Drew and Spike. Do you remember this? I thought that was later on. I guess I don't remember that part. I mean, I remember her stopping it, but I don't remember everything collapsing. And then Drew comes out of the dust and picks up Spike with like one hand and carries oh, him out, the, out of yeah. there because now she's cured, but now he's like in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of important for later, I guess, because now Drew's fixed and Spike is injured. is injured. So now they have to... Trade roles. Right. And Spike does not like being helpless. No. Especially later when Angel comes. Yeah. <laughs> it's more Angelus than Angel. Yeah. Episode 11, Ted. December 8th, 1997. Oh, this is with um, <laughs> Ritter. Yeah, John Ritter. John Ritter and a... God, he's creepy. He is super creepy. Buffy returns home one evening to find her mother kissing a stranger in the kitchen. Joyce's date, Ted, turns abusive with Buffy, who accidentally kills him in a self-defense. Believing herself guilty of manslaughter, the the Slayer is heartily relieved to learn that Ted is a serial killer android targeting Joyce as his next wife-slash-victim. Yeah. Uh, John Ritter, he makes a good villain. Yeah. Too bad he's dead. Damn aortic aneurysms. (laughs) But he did good. This was, uh, this was, I like this episode just because Joyce is just gullible, man. Very. She will fall for pretty much anything. It's, this is more like an abusive parent type mm-hmm. episode where it kind of takes that trope and turns it 
a little bit. Yeah, like if there's an abusive person in your life, get rid of them mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I remember when they're playing mini golf and he, she like cheats and knocks the ball in and he slaps her or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> She's not like a little tiny helpless girl. No. But then she kills him not knowing that he's a robot at that time. And she's like, I use my powers on a human. Oh, no. Yeah. Turns out not human. You know, he comes back a few hours later. He's fine. Yep. And he's like, you killed me. <laughs> All right. Bad eggs. January 12th, 1998. For health class, students unknowingly do- adopt eggs of a bezoar demon growing under. Sorry. Well, Known fact, a bezoar is actually a hairball in your stomach. Mm. Um, or just a hairball, period. But <clears throat> yeah, gross. Okay. Growing under the school, an arachnoid baby are, babies are able to directly control a person's central nervous system, dealing with a pair of outlaw vampire brothers in addition to slaying enormous bezoar before... Its progeny takes over Sunnydale. Buffy gets ultra grounded for her trouble. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they? Just uh, the two southern idiot yeah. vampires. Yep. The cowboy yeah. type ones. Uh-huh. Yep. That's it. And the creepy little bezoar demons. Oh, you are... love these guys. What? <laughs> Remember when they're like crawling around Buffy's room under the yep. bed? <laughs> nope. Gross. <laughs> they look like the... The alien face hugger thing. Yeah, they do. A, a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're gross. super gross looking. Xander is one that doesn't get <coughs> controlled because he boils his egg so it won't break. Uh, yep. Because <laughs> he cheated. That's my that's my kind of guy, Xander. Not like I would have done that in high school. I didn't have the guts to do that kind of shit. But Yeah. And plus, we didn't have to take an egg home we had to take an electronic baby home wow i didn't have to do any of that dumb stupid stuff it was dumb and i it t- worked you didn't want a baby after that <laughs> I, you didn't want a baby before that so well no because i babysat at the time I, I was like on the fence and i was like this is not how babysitting <laughs> is i babysit every single weekend i don't need this electronic baby right, trying tell me to tell to... me how a baby is yeah i never understood that just have your children babysit it's good birth control most of the time unless they end up truly just loving kids is this the one where like half the town is like controlled by these little worm guys i want to say so and they're like all in the basement of the school trying to dig up this guy yep they're all like little mindless drones (laughs) yeah and they start like even joyce becomes yeah and they have to like fight because they're controlled by these worms so she's like fighting like her classmates and stuff trying to yeah, but trying not to fight them but also because they're protecting the mom that's under there mm-hmm. that's yeah that's not a bad episode I don't it's think. yeah it's not a bad episode at all okay. it's just really gross yeah if you don't, don't like, like those little creepy, creepy crawly things worm things whatever they are bezoars bezoars episode 13 surprise January 19th, 1998, Buffy turns 17 and the Scoobies plan a surprise party. Meanwhile, Drusilla plans her own celebration as Spike collects his, her presents, the dis- disassembled pieces of the judge, an ancient demon <sighs> called to cleanse the world of humanity. Stymied at a, every turn, Buffy and Angel go back to his place to regroup while they confess their deepest feelings and make love for the first time. Afterwards, Angel wakes in the middle of the night, calling Buffy's name in anguish. And then he ends up in an alley doing in, like, that. The rain, it's screaming. raining without a shirt, and he's like, "Buffy!" <laughs> hmm. What could that mean? And then he looks up, and his soul is gone. Mm, 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 mm. And that's not good for anyone. Yeah, Buffy's birthdays are always bad. <laughs> she should just not celebrate. Yeah, it's like me. I shouldn't work on my birthday because shit just always happens. Is the judge the one that gets blown to bits in the mall? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's in a future episode because they actually bring yeah all his pieces together. Which, I mean, come on, people. I know they're demons and they're doing bad things. But if somebody has to be disassembled, <laughs> buried with its parts, separated on you, different ends of the planet... You think it's a good idea to bring them together? Yeah. I mean... 
But, you know, bad people don't think about that that way. They just think, oh, this is going to be awesome. <sighs> totally not awesome. No. Because the thing is, is when they come back, they don't give a fuck who you are. No. They're going to kill you. <laughs> so you just ended your life. Life lessons, people. Just Don't re- revive demons. Don't. Just stay away from bad people. I I like I like this episode because I love Angel. I hate Angelus. Yeah, he's he, the worst. He toys. God, and he's good. He knows how to play on every single emotion, every single thought you have. He is your worst fear. Mm-hmm. Like if demons are are real. He legitimately would be your worst mm-hmm. fear because the thing is, is he, he even can manipulate as, you oh, and twist you. God, and... even as Angelus, he's very charming. Mm-hmm. Very charming. He's very like, he makes you feel very welcomed and slightly off put, but not enough. And since he already knows everything about Buffy, he knows exactly how to play with her. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- knows how to manipulate her in every way possible and she has no idea how bad he is i mean nobody does like when you're first watching this you really don't understand how bad angelus is until he comes back and like whenever they do backstories on the show angel about him like just terrorizing people it's like oh my god like he ate babies yeah freaking would kill your family and killed his of own you. family. He, yeah, his dad was kind of a dick, but then again, he was kind of lazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was just trying to make him a better person. Yeah, yep, killed his own family, killed everybody he knew. So, this is interesting. Y'all are gonna find out what Angelus is capable of. <laughs> All right, episode 14, Innocence, January 20th, 1998. Because he finds even one moment of true happiness in Buffy's arm, Angel's curse is nullified. He loses his soul and reverts to his former self, the vicious, super evil killer vampire, Angelus, who teams up with Spike and Drusilla, which, oh my god, if you don't remember me just saying that they were a foursome long time ago, that this is not going to be good, to have the judge destroy humanity. Jenny Callender turns out to be a gypsy spy. Devastated by these betrayals, Buffy still takes out the reputable, indestructible judge by using her birthday present from Xander, a stolen <laughs> rocket launcher. Yep, Xander uses his soldier skills he remembered from to break Halloween in a, to break into that army base. A military base to <laughs> and buy steals a, rocket. a rocket launcher. Which, come on. I mean, I know it's a show. Yeah. But... If the military is that lax... <laughs> you can just walk in the back door. Well, he was dressed like he was... A soldier. A soldier, yeah. and so they just let him in. Yeah. But Angelus teaming up with anybody is bad. Yeah. He teams up with his old friends. His old friends who already are crazy. And, and trying to kill to Buffy. Go. Oh! Oh! And re- <sighs> remember that uh, Spike gets super jealous of Angelus. Mm-hmm. Because Drusilla is, like, obsessed yep. with him. Because she's only the way she is because of Angelus. And he knows it. Like, he he loves making Spike just squirm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. And Spike's in a wheelchair at this point, so he can't really even defend himself. Nope. Episode 15. I, I just have to put this in. I have to interject one moment. The season is way better with Angelus. Way better. <laughs> yeah. Like, the beginning of the season is kind of like, yeah, whatever. And when he yeah, gets turned into... Now into it's t- like there's a big bad to deal with. Spike and Drew aren't as scary as when... Until Angel joins them. Or Angelus. Yeah. Episode 15, Phases. January 27th, 1998. There's a werewolf at large in Sunnydale. And the Scoobies discover that it's Oz... Buffy tries to protect Sunnydale residents from the beast's savagery and protect the savage beast from a bounty hunter who doesn't care that his target is human 28 days out of 31. Meanwhile, Angelus stirs up more trouble for Buffy. Willow convinces Oz she still wants to see him despite everything. Yeah, uh, Oz being a werewolf (laughs) makes it 
way more interesting Mm -hmm. because he, you know, was turned into a werewolf, didn't know why. He was like, I don't understand. And then... He calls his aunt or something. Yeah. Because he's like, it's his nephew that scratched him. And he's like, you don't hear her side of the conversation. It's just him like, so is there anything you want to tell me about your son or whatever? Yeah. And he is definitely more interesting as a werewolf. Like, Yeah, it adds something to his character. He's not just the guy in the band anymore. Yeah, he's not super sarcastic (laughs) Oz in a band. Now he's, I'm a werewolf. And Willow just wants to still be with Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, she's trying to get kisses from him. And he's like, not there yet i guess he doesn't want to like push her yeah so he she she, like breaks into his house and is just as he's turning into the werewolf for the first time and she's like "Ah!" (laughs) yep oh willow just you wait yeah and for the show the way they do werewolves it's three episodes out of a month three episodes three days yeah there it's when it's the it's day only before a, tr- a full moon, the day after the full moon, and a full moon is how yeah, they do it. Yeah, it's only around the true full moon. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the time, he's... He's a normal he's guy. Fine. Bewitched, bothered, bewildered. February 10th, 1998. Valentine's Day has everyone on edge. With secret, reluctant Cordelia dumps Xander to appease her friends. Crush Xander coerces Amy to cast a love spell. <laughs> but it goes array and every woman in Sunnydale except Cordy becomes pathologically attracted to him. A smitten Drew saves Xander from Angelus, <laughs> but who will save him from the screaming mob? Oh, Xander. <laughs> I guess we didn't we didn't put in there when they started. I don't remember when they started dating. dating. I know it was during this season. It might have been that one episode where, like, oh, spoiler alert, they're going to start dating. Yeah. I think that was around the time. Well, they were, at that time, they were just, like, making out in the janitor's closet. Yeah. They weren't really dating. Yeah. It was one of those, I'm slightly attracted to you just they, because. They, they would argue and then start making out. Then, yeah. Uh, this is a funny episode. Like, every, like, Literally, Joyce. every woman is every every age, everything is just like yeah. clawing at him. Joyce saves him and then tries to like rip his clothes off. Yeah, like oh, let me he's like, you. oh, thank you, Joyce. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. And Mrs. Calendar and Drusilla, even Buffy, and Buffy, which and is Willow. his, which is his dream. Yeah. She starts giving him, like, a half a lap dance in the library. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Oh, Xander. And dum-dum. She get, he gets yelled at by Giles for toying with magics. Because it's nothing to play with. Mm-hmm. Episode 17, Passion, February 28th, 24th, 1998. See, you can't read either. <laughs> and Jealous kicks his terror campaign against Buffy up and her friends into high gear leading them to believe Joyce is his next target. Jenny makes progress recovering the gypsy ritual of restoration, and Buffy, Buffy's terse blessing gets back together with Giles. Jenny and Giles also work with Buffy and Willow to ritually revoke Angel's invitation into the various homes, and Jealous takes his anger out on Jenny with tragic results. As, as we will... As you would see in this episode, is Angelus is not to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves killing people, <laughs> and Jenny unfortunately is a gypsy spy, so he is going to kill her. So that he can't put his soul back into his body again because the gypsies that cursed him to begin with. Yep, and because she... he ate. The leader's daughter. Yeah. And she's like a descendant of one of those, uh, that the gypsies. Of that clan, yeah. yeah. Uh, Angel's been invited to all their homes already, so now they have to put up that curse or whatever that thing is. It, so it's a spell to block, block out in. any vampires that were once invited. Yeah, in. this quote down here. 
Oh god, I invited him into my car once. That oh means yeah. He can come into my car whenever he wants. And Xander says, Yep, you're doomed to having to give him him and his vamp pals a lift whenever they feel like it. And those guys never chip in for gas. <laughs> yep. Oh god. It's so dumb. Those two bickering is hilarious. It is. I I honestly like them together. Yeah. It makes her less of a bitch and him less of like obsessed with Buffy. Yeah. But I really like her in Angels, so... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Killed by Death, March 3rd, 1998. After Flu lands Buffy in the hospital, she rescues Fever Child from... Oh, this guy. He's from... Der... Kinderstead. Kinderstead. A nightmare demon, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's of. Freddy Krueger. A nightmare demon invisible to healthy people. When getting well means losing her ability to fight the demon... Buffy reinfects herself. In saving the other children, she also avenges her young cousin and puts her own hospital phobia to rest. And this is the one, didn't Buffy's, when she's like a little girl, her friend dies in front of her from the flu. Her cousin. Cousin, yeah. And she's like flailing around in the bed and she's trying to Uh help her, but it's actually this dude is killing her. Is killing her. And the person with the flu can see it, but nobody else can see it. Which... It's slightly terrifying. Yeah. If that's... There's things that people... some Certain people can see and other people can't. I am... People believe in that. That people can see. Yeah. That certain people can see. And then they're fighting him in the cellar in, of the hospital. And yeah, the, nobody can see it. And they're just like swinging a bat around or whatever. Ugh. That's a creepy looking dude. On that note, not going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> I only have I No, wait. This is your mine. turn. Episode no, 19. I only have eyes for you. April 28th, 1998. The tortured ghost of former Sunnydale student reenacts a murder-suicide on the night of the school's Sadie Hawkins dance. Bespelled to play the parts, Buffy and Angel Angelus change the tragic outcome just enough for the lover's spirits to find peace. And for Buffy to learn the meaning of forgiveness. Aww. Do you remember this episode? Yes. But not everything about it. I don't remember a lot about it. And, and it's kind of a dumb episode. It, yeah. It's... It, well, what it is is getting Buffy to... To forgive Angel? That forgives Angel, but not Angel. Yeah. Because they're different people People, basically in a sense yeah this basically people in the school keep reenacting this moment where Uh and they keep killing one another yeah a gun will show up and they'll argue and (laughs) yeah the guy will shoot the woman and then the gun will disappear and nobody will remember what happened nope and then angel and jealous and buffy take the roles but it's switched so now buffy has the gun and she shoots angel but, he, but he's, a vampire, he's a vampire, so, so it doesn't, doesn't kill die. him, and it allows them to like come to peace. Yeah, because the whole scene finally gets to play out. Because when you shoot someone, it's usually the end. Yeah. All right, episode twenty. Go fish. May fifth, nineteen ninety-eight. Oh, this episode. Xander goes undercover on Sunnydale <laughs> swim team after members begin turning up dead. Apparently, swim team coach gives. Fish steroid cocktails to the team to get them to perform, but it turns them into sea monsters. <laughs> this is a weird, dumb episode. Like, yeah, right before it's like the a... fin- right before the you wouldn't expect it this late in the season. This seems like an episode five or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a filler. Yeah, it's nothing super important. Happens. Nothing really. It's just a demon of the week, basically. Episode. Yeah, I mean, I know the there's. There's stuff that happens between Buffy and Angel, but I think it's more like him watching her this episode yeah. than anything. And this is the dude from Prison Break is one of the fish people. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the one thing I remember about this episode. And like their skin like falls off. Yeah. It, like, it's really gross. Yeah. It's very nasty because they, ugh, yeah. And uh, the steroids enter their body through the steam room or whatever mm-hmm. and Xander joins the team and he's in the room with all these guys and yep. they're worried about him turning into a fish and melting and Cordy is 
worried about dating a fish, not about Xander turning into a fish, but yeah. what it looked like when she dates a fish. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's Cordelia. Episode 21, Becoming Part 1, May, 20, May, nope, May 12th, 1998. Kendra's watcher sends her back to Sunnydale because a dark power is rising. Angela, Spike, and Drusilla have found a petrified demon called Akathla. 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 And plans to perform a ritual that will allow Akathla to wake up and suck every living thing on the planet into hell. Yes. This is an intense episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's part one of the season finale, so... Yep. Everything's coming to head now. And Akathla is one of those... It's just a big statue. Yeah. And you have to do a certain ritual that includes blood, of course, mm-hmm. to open up the gates of hell. Yep. And then angel's blood or something? I think it's whoever blood opens it has to close it. Oh, that's right. If I remember correctly. They need angel's blood to close it. That's what I was thinking of. Life decisions. <laughs> it's an intense episode, cliffhanger at the end, but it leads you to... Becoming part two, May 19th, 1998, with Kendra, Kendra murdered by Drusilla. Oh, yeah, that happened. I forgot about that. I didn't know if that happened in that episode or this episode. I knew it happened, but I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, I think it... Uh... It was the end oh, of wait. the episode. No, maybe they need Slayer's blood. No, she she just snaps her neck and walks out of the room. They don't even take her or anything. Oh, they don't? No, it's like oh. she walks up behind her, snaps her neck. She doesn't even drink her blood. She just kills her. Just because. Just because it's a slayer. <laughs> All right. I was thinking of something else. With Kendra murdered by Drusilla, Willow in the hospital with head trauma, and Giles kidnapped by Angelus, Buffy must decode Whistler's encrypted clues and accept help from an unaccepted source, Spike, <laughs> to stop Angelus in order to prevent the world from becoming being sucked into Akathla's hell dimension. Yeah, Spike is tired of Angelus and Drusilla. He likes being, being the main man. He doesn't like two main. She, he also likes Earth. Yeah, he doesn't like, want it to be sucked into hell. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to hell because in hell he won't get to eat people. Yeah, he and likes- he realizes like being sucked into a hell dimension because it's not the hell you're thinking of, like Christian yeah. heaven and hell. No, this is another dimension. You get sucked in. And it's awful. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you could escape, but you have to know how. Yeah. And uh, he likes being on Earth where people walk around like Happy Meals on yeah. legs. <laughs> They're Happy Meals on legs. And we find out that Spike can walk now. Oh, yeah. He, well, he, I think we found that out a couple episodes ago. He kind of just... like he walks Right before of- the credits start, he stands up and he's like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. Yeah. Basically. Maybe that's the last episode. I forget when that happens, but... Yeah, it's probably the last episode. But then... But it's also a thing. You can never trust Spike. But then again, when he helps you, it tends to be good. Yeah. But you also have to remember he is a double crosser, so he will cross you at any moment. The reason this is such a huge episode is because I'm pretty sure Angelus opens it with his blood. Mm -hmm. And then Buffy finally being able because of all the shit that Angelus has done she's finally ready to, to kill, kill him. him yeah and she has this huge like monologue type thing where she says i'm finally ready i'm finally in the place where i i have to end Angelus. and so she ends up taking a sword and stabbing it through his gut and he gets sucked into the dimension yeah but moments before that willow puts his soul back in his body yep and so she's actually killing angel and he's like buffy yeah (laughs) it's like the last second she's like oh shit but she has she knows it's him before she stabs him but she has to stab him in order to save the earth from being sucked into hell it's uh the utilitarian thing (sighs) kill one to save more and xander was supposed to go there and tell buffy that Willow was going to do the ritual to replace his soul, but instead he's just like, good luck, because he doesn't like Angel. Yeah. Well, and plus, it's the only way to get the hell. Yeah. It sucks, and Buffy will be super depressed. Yeah, and Giles 
is tortured by Angel, and he Angel also killed his girlfriend. So he wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. And doesn't feel bad, and doesn't want Buffy to feel bad. Right. But Buffy loved Angel, not Angelus. Mm-hmm. So it's an intense wrap-up to a pretty good season. Yeah. It definitely is a way better, better season with Angelus yeah. in it. And it, I think it's better than the first season. The first season, they're trying to find their footing most of the time. Yeah. And this season, we kind of know all the characters. We kind of get their humor. We know their backstory, everything. All the ground is set, and we just kind of are off to the races. Yep. And the demons that they always come up with are... Yeah. I don't know who how they come up with half of this shit. I don't know. That is why I don't create TV shows, because <laughs> I don't have that kind of imagination. So... A couple of favorite quotes. This one I love. Uh, it's with Drusilla and Spike. Uh, Drusilla in her like kind of whimsical abyss that she's in before she gets better. She's like, do you love my insides? The parts you can't see? And Spike says, eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. Yeah. Because their relationship is actually very sweet mm-hmm. and loving. Like he loves her. And she loves him, but not how he loves her. Yeah. She's like everything to him. And she loves him, but just not the same way. Yeah. It's not as intense. It's uh, She would be very mad and sad if he died, but she would just get another plaything. <laughs> I feel like we should get eyeballs to entrails, my sweet, on a pillow or something. Yeah. <laughs> eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. What's one of your favorite quotes? I'm looking... I wrote a few down. I was just trying to find my favorite. Uh, the one about the egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Xander, which is another secret to conscientious egg care? A pot of scalding water in about eight minutes. Willow, you boiled your young? Giles, I suppose there's a sort of Machiavellian ingenuity to your transgression. Xander, I resent that. Or possibly thank you? Giles, a little both might be appropriate. <laughs> oh, and Willow, she was just so disappointed. She was just like, <laughs> you, boiled oh my, your young? you boiled your young? But <laughs> oh. well, lo and behold, that was actually one of the smartest yeah, things he could have done. He didn't get attacked by it. And they were able to like open it up and look at it and see what it was. Exactly. I like all these Oz quotes, too. I know. He has so many. <laughs> Willow, are you okay? Oz. Yeah, hey, did everybody see that guy just turn into dust? Willow. Oh, well, sort of. Xander. Yep, vampires are real. A lot of them live in Sunnydale. Willow will fill you in. Willow. I know it's hard to accept at first. Oz. Actually, it explains a lot. Because, <laughs> I mean, you would have to think after a time, you're like, why are people just dying disappearing and, and dying? and Coming back to life and all that. There's always weird, weird shit happening in Sunnydale and... It explains a lot. Xander, once again. I wish dating was like slain. You know, simple, direct, state to the heart, no muss, <laughs> no fuss. Sorry to say, Xan, slain is a tad more perilous than dating. Well, you're obviously not dating Cordelia. <laughs> uh, too funny. Oh, this last one's good. It's when Buffy comes out to her mom. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Buffy. Open your eyes, Mom. What do you think has been going on the past two years? The fights? The weird occurrences? How many times have you washed blood out of my clothing and you still haven't figured it out? Joyce? Well, it stops now. Buffy? No, it doesn't stop. It never stops. Do do you think I chose to be like this? Do you have any idea how lonely it is? How dangerous? I would love to be upstairs watching TV or gossiping about boys or, God, even studying. But I have to save the world again. Because when Joyce finds out that she's died and she's the Slayer and mm-hmm. all that, it just, yeah, she's not okay with it. But it's basically how it, it is when you come out as gay. Yeah. She's like, can't you just try not being the Slayer? Yeah. Can you try not being a gay? No! It doesn't work <laughs> like that. Yeah. You are what you are. You can't help it. All right. couple fun facts. Uh, Katie Holmes as Buffy and Ryan Reynolds as Xander. Yeah, that's what the original cast was going to be. That, um, Katie Holmes is a badass. I just don't yeah, see that. Yeah, I don't that. see it either. 
Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god. That... I think he would be a good Xander. He, well, yeah, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Come on. I read that he turned it down because he was just finishing school and he didn't want to go back to high school, even though it was like a TV show. He didn't. He wanted to be like play older characters. So yeah. he So he turned it down. And I think Katie Holmes had something else, like Seventh Heaven or something. Dawson's Creek. Maybe she was on a different show. I don't remember. Dawson's Creek. She was on Dawson's Creek. Was Jessica Biel? On Seventh Heaven. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This little fun fact was actually supposed to be on the last episode, but um, I forgot it. Uh, Darla was supposed to die in the second episode. The vampire played by Julie Benz was supposed to expire at the end of the harvest after Willow doused her with holy water, but Whedon kept her alive because he thought Buffy and Angel's romance would be more interesting as a triangle. Darla, of course, was Angel's sire. She was eventually killed in episode 7, but would continue to pop up in other episodes and e on the spinoff Angel from time to time. Yep. Darla is an ever-growing presence. Yeah. In Angel, she plays a much bigger part, yeah. but she's not even there for that long. Cause... That's true. She's on... I think she's, they revive her at the end of season one, and she's on like season two, and then they kill her again. Well, remember she kills herself, because... Yeah. By them, I mean the writers killed her. Yeah. But that's a wrap-up of season two. We'll get to season three eventually. But yeah. let me review my beer that I've drank half of. It is the Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Ales and Spirits. An ale inspired by the style of German Maybach, Brewed using our proprietary Pac-Man yeast, Dead Guy Ale is deep, honey in color with a malty aroma, rich hearty flavor, and a well-balanced finish. History. In the early 1990s, Dead Guy Ale was created as a private tape sticker to celebrate the Mayan Day of the Dead, November 1st, All Souls Day. The Casa Ubecha in Portland, Oregon. The Dead Guy design proved to be so popular with consumers and especially Grateful Dead fans that we made the label for our Maybach, Meyerbach Ale. Even though the association with the Grateful Dead band is pure coincidence, we have a gratefully dedicated Dead Guy Ale to the rogue in each of us. The Dead Guy packaging remained unchanged for 25 years until 2017 when we updated the labels with our new design. I, I'm i a big fan of their design. I like skeletons. I like uh, I like that whole skeleton thing. Yeah, I like their updated label a little more than the other one because it's like just a cutout of the skeleton. Before, it, he was like sitting on a barrel with some words behind him. I like this a little more because it's just... Him sitting Tim's, with beer. Yeah. And it smells like beer. <laughs> and the back is, looks like the back of him, basically. Mm-hmm. And the bottle cap is cool. It says, dedicated to the rogue in each of us, around the outside of it. The color, it's like a Auburn, burnt sienna color. <laughs> honey. Honey. Dark honey. Kind of a darker orange amber. It kind of smells like honey, too. And, oh, no. I and, just smell the beer. And malty. Well, you're, like, all congested anyway. And you don't have the sniffing experience from all these beers. Gross. You just smell beer. I just Stale smell beer. beer. Gross yeast. I think it's got a good smell to it. I drank half of it. I think it's really good. I wouldn't mind drinking some more. Really, all I'm getting is honey out of the flavor, too. So, it's a little... It's beer like a, honey. It's like a... Honey beer? It's like a bitter honey flavor. You're a bitter honey. It's deep honey in color with a malty aroma. So that makes sense. That's kind of what I was saying. It's not bad at all. There's no secret fruit or anything. It's just, mm, no, just beer. It's just a beer. Nothing too special about it. Um, I saw... Uh, <laughs> a guy on Untappd says, Seems appropriate watching Walking Dead and he's drinking this beer. That would be a good choice. Yeah. There's another guy, I, I don't see it now, but he said not bad, but he gave it one and a half <laughs> caps. So that seems bad to me, but good, but sour, a little too hoppy. Hmm. It is a little too hoppy. I don't think it's sour, though. Pac-Man yeast is one of my favorites. I don't think I've ever heard of Pac-Man yeast. I thought it was just a game. I yeah, I never heard you guys talk about that. I have to keep my eye on Pac-Man. Goddamn Pac-Man. Does that mean that... Yeast acts like Pac-Man. And eats the other little pebbles. Um, I'm currently checking it in 
So I'll finish, wrap this up real quick. I gave this beer a 3.75. I'm drinking it out of a bottle. I don't think I mentioned that. It's smooth. It's kind of hoppy. It's, and it's got like a honey sweet flavor. So if you like any of those things, I'd check it out. But, um... I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Honey, from the other room, do you have anything you need to mention? Um, nope. All right. We are signing off, and I'll let Keith come in here and close up the show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking on the links on our website or by searching Drink and Geek Out on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag drinkandgeekout. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out. Revivified? Revivified? Is that even a fucking word? That's why I was like, I've never seen them. It's like two words mashed together. Revivified. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.